0: Hi everybody, this is, so we're very excited uh, this morning. We are uh, here to do a recap of the summer uh, box office for 2017. Um, my friend Conrado joined me uh, in May to talk about our predictions of what we thought would be the top 10. And so today we're going to look over what was the actual top 10, some trends, some different things and compare it, to see how we did with our predictions so it's gonna really fun, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. We're back, right? <laughs> um, yeah, a dinosaur story. Yeah, um, I am Conrado. So I'm here. I was here in, in May. Uh, I and Rachel tried to predict what was going to be the most successful movies of the summer, and now we come here with our tail between our legs <laughs> to uh, talk about what actually happened.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think I only got as far as placement. I think I only got one right. <laughs> yeah, I think I
1: got one or two, but it was uh, kind of tough.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I but I warned people, uh, I, that uh, I warned people that I was terrible at predictions. Hopefully, nobody took mine too seriously. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, the according to Box Office Mojo. Let's talk about what actually went down uh, for this summer. And let's do it. And um, okay. But maybe before we go to that, how about
1: uh, how how did you do in the list? So you said you got one placement correct, which is yeah. impressive. Usually me i get zero or me, you know and i think i got two placements correct but how many of the movies that you put in your top 10 actually ended up in the actual top 10 um
0: so let's see here i had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. uh seven so i had okay. seven that were actually in the top 10 that's not too bad Oh, wait, no, I had eight because I changed uh, from my blogging. So I actually had the the only ones I missed completely on was uh, Baywatch and The Mummy. Those were my two complete misses.
1: And I I actually did pretty well. I'm surprised. The only one that I didn't get in the top ten was Alien Covenant, um, which didn't do nearly as well as I thought it was going to. But other than that, I got nine out of ten. And... Uh, I got. I also got just one placement correct, and
0: that was Cars Three. Oh yeah, my only one was Spider-Man: Homecoming. I had that at three, and it well, came in at three. So there you go. Okay, <laughs> so let's get into it. All right, you, yeah. you know. <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, the number ten came in. It just barely made it into the top ten this weekend. Uh, is was Girls Trip. Uh, so it. Uh, came in at a uh, hundred and four uh, million dollars uh just barely surpassed baby driver, which was eleven and uh, yeah. I had a feeling when I did my blog predictions I mm-hmm. had rough night at number ten so I had a feeling that one of these raunchy female i there were three this summer there was snatched rough right. night and girl's trip and I had a feeling that one of them would be in in contention I just picked the wrong one Uh, and and then I changed it for our uh, podcast to cars Uh, three as my 10th but um, yeah girl's trip it ended up being a a huge hit and I remember you were pretty high on it in uh, in our podcast yeah
1: well I thought kind of like what you did. Uh, well, what's interesting is that the two out of those three uh, raunchy girl movies, as you say, uh were actually didn't do much business, right? Both snatched. Yeah. And well, Rough Night was a huge, huge flop. It only made, I'm trying to find it on the list over here, it only yeah, made 22 million. Yeah. So that's not good at all. So, and I thought back then, and it seems like that kind of came Uh, to be the case that Girl Strip because uh, you know it was catering to a group of people who don't get a lot of movies made about them uh, got all the ladies to the theater and they all had a good time you know and it was maybe it wasn't so much the rough I mean the uh, raunch thing that got people in the theater but more the you know representation and diversity sort of thing that that made it a hit
0: yeah, I, I and evidently it's I haven't seen it. Evidently it's a a good movie, so that always helps too. Yeah, it is pretty good. It's really funny. Mhm. That uh um, yeah.
1: always. And people in the theater were loving it. You know, it's one of those uh sort of movies that just came at the right time and people were just uh willing to go and have a good time and it was made for the right group of people at the right time, I think. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it's interesting. So we had, I think two, two years in a row where there's been an, uh, African American, uh, audience type film that has come through into the top 10. And, uh, I mean, I think that the director of Girls Trip, it's interesting mm-hmm. if you look at his, uh, um, tra- I guess trajectory, like he's, he, he is. A, he's somebody who's really good uh, at working with small budgets and making uh, decent-sized hits. Oh, uh, yeah. He did the Best Man movies, which I'm mm-hmm. saying he did last year's uh, The Barbershop movie, which oh, yeah. actually, I did actually see that, and I actually thought it was pretty funny. Yeah,
1: he didn't get to see that one. But, uh, but yeah, it seems like yeah. his model of making things, it's not unlike, you know, kind of making those cheap horror movies then they make a lot of money and bring in a lot of uh you know revenue so i think it's working out for him and this is has been a this is probably the biggest hit he's ever had right so that's hopefully gonna allow them to make more movies like this and you know uh, it's
0: interesting how you sometimes just have these directors who nobody would recognize their name but they are you know bankable uh people who put out, I think most of his movies are, uh, are fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't know. It's just a, Malcolm D Lee is his name. So, yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So that came in at number 10, $104 million domestic mm-hmm. on, uh, a, let's see here. Uh, $31 million. Oh no, that's opening weekend. Um,
1: they well, got like nineteen,
0: $19 million dollar, huh? Right, that's what I yes. get from bucks. $19, yeah. mm-hmm. nineteen million dollar. That's right. Nineteen million dollar budget. So yeah. good for them. That's cool. so that's amazing. That's that's
1: a huge, huge hit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I now this next one was a big surprise to me. I think it's kind of a good surprise, I guess. Uh, is the number nine is Transformers: The Last Night. Uh that was a lot lower than I thought it was gonna be uh, uh, and- <laughs> yeah, me too I think I put it at number uh, five or so, so yeah, yeah, I had it at number four, so mm-hmm. it's like that franchise has finally kind of out it's welcome, even internationally mm-hmm. uh it hasn't been as big of a hit as people thought uh six just over six hundred million. Uh, Dollars, Mm -hmm. which uh, the last I I believe the last Transformers movie I think it made over a billion dollars so or it was close and right so kind of interesting I I think it's gonna be interesting to see next year when they have a different director uh, for the Bumblebee they're doing a Bumblebee movie that's going out next year I think so. I'm pretty sure, but I'm not a positive, but anyway, the next transformers movie, uh, Mm -hmm. is going to be directed by Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the two strings. And so it, uh, will be interesting to see if people are just sort of over the transformers and, you know, sort of, because sometimes that happens like, well, yeah, it definitely looks
1: that way at the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, to put things a little bit into perspective, a little bit more, I thought in my predictions I put in that Transformers last night would make more than two hundred million dollars. I was thinking two hundred and twenty-five million around that ballpark, and it actually ended up making one hundred and thirty. Um, so it hasn't closed yet, so it's probably going to make a couple, a little bit more money, but it's not going to go far beyond that. And that no. is. That is not a good look for the Transformers movies, which usually end up being some of the most successful movies of the year, right? Mm -hmm. So it definitely seems like something has changed in people's mind about this franchise. They finally have cut up
0: to the fact that these movies are no good. Right. And it's a shame because I really thought there was a little bit of potential to do something nutty and crazy and fun in that regard. But... It Mm -hmm. it just ended up being – I literally felt kind of nauseous after I I saw it. My stomach was upset because they kept changing the the aspect ratio on the screen like over and over and over again, and it just – it made you sick after a little bit. And so, yeah, it was – it's just like how could it not – like Transformers fighting Nazis should be fun. Like that sounds fun to me.
1: Yeah, that is the – yeah, that is the weird thing about these Transformers movies. For me, is that on paper, they should be fun, right? I always thought that's why people see them and, and I struggle to have fun at, at them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens when they change it up, right? Because Michael Bay is stepping out, like you say, uh, Travis Knight, who is a very interesting, kind of unusual choice, we'll see how he does and if he can bring some of his, you know, visual prowess to the Transformers universe because, mm-hmm. you know, if nothing else, Kubo and the Two Strings is a beautiful, beautiful movie. Right, so maybe exactly. hopefully we'll get some of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it had some ambition, had some, uh, yeah, It's a, at least we might get some artistry. And I think of, of all of the Transformers characters outside of maybe Optimus Prime, Bumblebee is one of the more interesting characters. So, I yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens next year, or whenever it's coming out? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was interesting. Uh, number nine, number eight, uh, your favorite mm-hmm. movie of the summer uh, mm-hmm. is uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it totaled at 141 uh, million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, this was. I had this at six. Yeah, and I had it at number
1: nine. Uh, I said it would do one hundred and fifty-five million dollars, which is not too far away from what it ended up doing. It might kind of crawl up to there, but I see it's probably unlikely that it'll get there at this point. It maybe will come to one forty-five or something, I guess, mm-hmm. by the end of its run, which is not bad. Uh, do you know how how the other Planet kind of the Apes movies have done?
0: The last one, Dawn, made two hundred and eight. Million. Okay, so, so it's a bit of a
1: step down from that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it it, it makes sense. I, I think there were two things going on. One, it's not going to be a movie for everyone. They definitely, uh, uh, they definitely went for something uh, that was pretty old I guess, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was not going to be to everyone's taste. Uh, you know, it's just not so. Whereas Dawn uh, had a lot more sort of summary kind of elements to it with the whole sort of Rambo, apes fighting, you know, kind of thing. Like, that's going to please, let's say, like, your typical uh, teenager is going to like something like right. Dawn, I think, a lot more than War. And also... Uh, they also had it coming out the week after Spider-Man homecoming. And I think that really, yeah.
1: hurt it. not yeah. only that, but I think it was kind of sandwiched between Spider-Man and then the next week you got Dunkirk and girl Strip. So I think yeah. there was just a lot of competition around it. And, you know, plus what you say, the fact that the movie was quite dark and unlike, you know, uh, the kind of thing that most people want to see over the summer, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it definitely wasn't a movie for everyone. Uh, it wasn't your typical blockbuster in many ways. So
0: right. exactly, yeah. and yeah, it came in worldwide uh three hundred forty-six million dollars was the total. I'm not sure on the worldwide on Dawn, but it definitely was a step down. Uh, and mm-hmm. the uh, and the budget was one hundred fifty million, so they're going to lose money uh, on. Yeah.
1: Well, they mm. made some money international, but they're probably not too thrilled about it. Do we know if they had further plans for this franchise? Because it seemed like this was the last movie in the trilogy and kind of like a bit of a end chapter, right? Yeah. At least from watching the movie itself. Yeah.
0: I think that if it had done well, you know, they would have found a way <laughs> mm-hmm. to, you know, they're already talking about doing a new, uh, a new Hunger Games spinoff. They're going to be doing a new... <laughs> Uh, there's some talk right. about doing a new twilight. So the, uh- <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so it's
1: true. Things will never go away. So we will have more planet of the apes one day. It's just a matter of when. Yeah.
0: Uh, but we know it would, it would definitely not be from Matt Reeves. Cause he's going to be doing the Batman and going right. to be, so it would probably have a, I would assume it would have a different director, mm-hmm. and uh, if they did, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon after this.
1: Yeah, I I did not realize that the movie was actually kind of a disappointment at the box office. I thought those numbers were kind of okay for this type of movie, but but uh, it seems like it isn't. It is kind of a big deal that it they. It is a very
0: expensive movie, and so yeah. I think they will probably end up with mark when you take marketing and everything okay. into account i think that they will either break even or or lose a little bit on that on the on that well movie.
1: So. that's how it goes sometimes yep
0: yeah. <laughs> there you go so okay so the next movie uh it's so number seven is mm-hmm. cars three yes. and so this was a uh, hundred and made 148 million dollars, uh domestically and it uh made 309 million uh internationally and uh it doesn't have a production budget on uh watch mojo but i'm guessing it's somewhere around 120 million. yeah
1: do we know um, yeah a lot of the pixar movies don't have their production
0: budgets up huh I think that they're usually somewhere in that one, 120 to, I mean, Good Dinosaur was, I think, closer to 200 uh, because yeah. of all the delays and everything. Uh huh. Oh, I have
1: Inside Out at 175 for production oh, okay. budget. That's the most recent one that I can find.
0: Okay. Um, so, yeah.
1: This, so, it's probably
0: around there, right? Yeah, probably. Somewhere around there, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this has got to be a disappointment for Pixar.
1: Yeah, well, it's not a disappointment for me because the, it's the only one that I got in the correct placement. So Cars 3, number 7. Um, I did think it was going to make more money than this, honestly. I thought it was going to be... Well, I thought it would do as well as Cars 2, um, which was around 190 Um I thought this stood a chance to make even more money considering that it's a better movie than Cars 2.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it was actually the opposite, and not only that, but it's the least successful Pixar movie in the U.S. Uh, other than the Good Dinosaur, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one forty-eight right now, and A buck's Life made one hundred and sixty-two. So yeah, it's it's not doing that well.
0: I think we've seen all. this year that uh, even if it's a more quality or a quality film. Uh, that certain franchises can't sort of escape the stink of their predecessors. Like with Transformers, which wasn't more quality, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Transformers. And then with, uh, with Smurfs is another example. Cause Smurfs Lost Village was in my opinion, way better than either of the two previous. Uh, but you know, I think uh, that, you know, people, it's expensive to go to the movie theaters and, Especially if you're taking your kids, you're gonna spend, uh, you know, fifty, hundred bucks, depending on where you live, and mm-hmm. uh, you you wanna, you get you know, you get food and stuff. And you want it to be a, a good looking movie. And I I I had Cars. I finally put it in at number ten, Cars three, because my mm-hmm. worry was this crowded June that they had for animation and mm-hmm. uh and so i think the one that suffered the most was probably the best not probably it was the best out of three was captain underpants
1: mm-hmm. uh
0: which uh, only made 73 million luckily it was only on a 38 million dollar budget so it it still did okay but um but it should have made yeah more money but and i can I just, you sorry can was, you remind
1: me what the other uh Movie animated movie in June was it was so, Cars three and Captain Underpants and Despicable Me three Despicable Me three of course,
0: mm-hmm. All right. but um, yeah it was just yeah. really crowded and I I feel like also we're gonna talk about uh, Wonder Woman in a bit but I think feel like most everything suffered a little bit in June because of how big Wonder Woman was I, yeah. I, and so. and
1: yeah, and it became a little bit of a family movie as well, right? Yes. I feel like everyone was going to see it. So obviously these, um, you know, animated movies kind of suffered a little bit about it. I think so. I do wonder if we're seeing a little bit of a, uh, you know, a downturn, I guess, in the, what I've been calling the CG animation bubble sort of thing. I feel like ever since, you know, Pixar became really big and then we had Shrek mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. We've had this moment in which, uh, you know, making a CG movie with a, with a big enough studio and a certain amount of money is usually gonna make the movie quite successful. Yeah. I think most animated movies break a hundred million and we've, we're seeing a lot of them this year that are not getting there. So mm-hmm. I wonder if there's something that people are finally getting a little bit of a fatigue about talking animals that are funny and that sort of thing. The way they yeah. kind of grew out of the, let's say the Disney musicals of the nineties or that mm. sort of thing, you know, I, I don't there's know. there's some if-
0: truth to that. I do. And I, let's hope I, I I'm hopeful that DreamWorks now that they're under going to be under universal uh, from this point onward. I hope that they, uh, you know, take from this that, it's smart to make your movie on a a lot smaller budget. Cause then you can, <laughs> uh, but they probably won't. They'll probably yeah. take the lesson of, Oh, we should do what we did with boss baby. Cause that made tons of money. So, uh, was that, was that an expensive movie?
1: The boss baby? Do you know?
0: Yeah, I, I think it, I know it was over a hundred, hundred million dollar budget for the boss baby, but I'm not positive on the actual, Right. Anyway. right, but okay. so I don't want to go
1: on a tangent. But so, Captain Underpants, you say it's only made seventy three million. But do you think it's a good number for its budget? Because it was pretty cheap to make, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just if, uh, yeah, because the budget was thirty eight million, so they doubled their budget uh, in the box office. But I don't know; it just felt like it was clearly way better, in my opinion, than. Mm-hmm any of the others. And I, in yeah. my opinion, it's the best mainstream animated film of the year. Uh, but huh. yeah, we don't have a, it doesn't have a production budget on boss baby, but yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's over a hundred, hundred million, but anyway, yeah. No, so yeah. But hopefully they take from that, like mm-hmm. having the small budget worked in a way, <laughs> even though if it didn't yeah. get in the top 10, I just feel like it deserved, uh, but it came out the same weekend as wonder woman. And you know, Right. What are you that was, see? So. Yeah,
1: that's gonna be tough. And I haven't caught up with it yet, but I do like this idea of getting a little bit smaller budgets and mm-hmm. having some more, you know, sort of inventive, weird animation yeah. on the big screen. I would really like that. I feel like some of our animated movies have become the same almost in yeah. terms of what they look like and what they feel like. So a little bit of variety. Yeah, was always welcome.
0: They even make Robert. a joke at one point in the movie where they're they're like, "This action scene would have been really expensive, but here's what would have happened." <laughs> I thought that right. it was funny. It was very yeah. self aware. So, but anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So Cars Three, I actually enjoyed the movie. I I thought that it was really cool what they did with Cruz as a character. I yeah. I liked that a lot, and I thought that the demolition derby and some other stuff was, was a lot of fun. And so uh, it definitely has some boring parts, but for the most part, I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it too. It was a pretty good movie. And uh, so the thing that people always say about these cars movies is that even if they don't make that much money, they will make it back in all the merchandise that they sell and that sort of thing. Yep. So yeah, I think we shouldn't worry too much about the folks in at Disney and Pixar.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, and, Alright, so number six, uh, we had Dunkirk, which has done, uh, I don't know which studio did Dunkirk, but they have to be thrilled with the results. Yes, of- Warner Brothers. They're having a good summer. Uh, Warner Brothers, okay. Yeah, uh, $166 million at the box office. Uh, it, uh, I think it did better than, certainly did better than I thought it it would do. I had it, at eight on my list, I had it eight as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I had it making one eighty, uh, which is what Interstellar did, and the movie's doing pretty well so far. And it hasn't; it only opened about a month ago, so I think it might be able to get there. Uh, maybe even make more money than
0: that, honestly.
1: So we'll yeah, see how it keeps going.
0: It's almost at four hundred million dollars worldwide, and off of a hundred million dollar budget. So, yeah.
1: Um, it's, a, it's a big deal and it's a big success. And I think it kind of is... I mean, I get the feeling that definitely Wonder Woman and then this and Dunkirk have been the movies of the summer in a way. Yeah, uh, kind agree. of the movie that everybody's talking about and everybody wants to see. You know, the mm-hmm. movie that kind of your your grandpa and your dad and your mom are all saying, oh, I think I'm going to go see that one. You know? yeah
0: um, Well, it was the only movie this summer that was like a true cinematic experience on the big screen. Uh, People even, even it being on um, 75 millimeter, they uh, on IMAX, like people wanted to see it on the big screen. And it was like, it was a real Mm -hmm. sort of experience to have. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And I'm, I'm
1: pretty happy. It's a really, it's a good movie and it's a really well-made movie and you know, the kind of movie that we usually don't get in the summer. So it's good to see.
0: Mm-hmm. that it can do well. Agreed. I really enjoyed it. I, it was a really cool experience to be sort of part of that moment of history and sort of feel like it felt very real, uh, particularly with the sound design and the uh, watching on IMAX. It just felt really... Did you get to see it on 75mm? Yes, 75... Oh. 70 millimeter
1: mm IMAX. 70, yes. absolutely. Yes.
0: I am so jealous. I didn't get to... They didn't have it anywhere in Utah. so.
1: Yeah, I think it was the one theater in, in New York that was showing it. So that's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. one of the good things.
0: I would have had to, the, one, the closest one to me, Would have, I would have had to drive to the Grand Canyon to see it. <laughs> hey,
1: you should have made a road trip out of it. Why not?
0: <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah, that was interesting. And so number five, was Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales uh mm-hmm. that came in total gross at 171 million dollars which yes. was a big uh, I think it was a pretty big step down from the previous pirates movie globally it's done very well uh 789 uh dollars mm-hmm. yeah so that's that's about s- so 175
1: here in the U.S. and about 600 million overseas. Yeah. So that's a lot of money. So it's doing pretty well uh, internationally.
0: Yeah, it had a pretty massive budget, 230 million dollars. Holy! Cow. Yeah, well, Johnny Depp has to buy all that wine. So <laughs> yeah.
1: And did you end up seeing it? Did you? I did see it. Um. It was all right, I guess. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. It wasn't that good. Um, yeah, did you see it? You I must did. have. Right? I did. I yeah. gave it
0: a C+. I, I thought okay. it was just entertaining enough to give, like, the most – that's my most mildest recommendation is a C+. And I, I thought, like, there were some fun action set pieces. I – like, the guillotine scene I thought was entertaining, and I thought it had – Yeah. But overall, I just think that – I thought that – uh, Johnny Depp overplayed the drunk Jack Sparrow. Like he's always been kind of drunk, but, but always sort of smart too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. It's kind of crazy. I, I,
1: after watching this movie, I watched the, the first Pirates movie and I was kind of blown away by how different his performance was yeah. in in the first one. He was like, he was being like, absolutely restrained in the first movie compared to what the hell he's doing now i don't know right.
0: yeah yeah i watched all five the week cuz i hadn't see, i'd only seen one and two cuz i really hated two when it first came out mm-hmm. and it isn't as it's not quite as bad as i remembered it but uh but it's still pretty convoluted and uh, and then i watched the third and the fourth and mm-hmm. this is definitely uh i would say a step up from 3 and 4 but as you know, not associating all that much, right. uh, it'll be interesting to see. The, you know, they had an Easter or an after-credits scene, whatever you call it. Uh, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if they do another one. I mean, I guess it made enough that maybe, uh, but yeah, it seems like. How do?
1: Yeah, I was. I mean, I predicted the movie to make more money than it did. I said it would make two hundred million, and it didn't. And if we're being Uh, if we look into the future with you know realistic glasses um, Mm. I think I'm pretty sure Dunkirk is gonna make more money than Pirates when all is said and done yeah Um, so it probably won't stay at number five of the summer for long and uh, but even though I predicted it to make more money I got the feeling that I was kind of thinking it was going to make less money than that. I got the feeling that it was going to be kind of a transformer situation in which people were finally going to get tired of the franchise somehow. But it seems like it kind of keeps going. It certainly keeps going uh, internationally. And even here, it's limping along. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. And I I don't know. I, I think... I thought that it was going to be this year's Alice through the Looking Glass, and it wasn't. Right. It certainly wasn't that. Yeah. So I didn't even have it in my top ten. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I I think if they did a sixth movie and it does have brings back Elizabeth and Will Turner, that I could see that being marketable, and so wouldn't yeah. surprise me. If they did, um, but right. The only thing that I can think of that would stop
1: them is. Um, well, two things. One of them is that these movies are probably getting very expensive, and, uh, I don't know what the, you know, receipts look like, but if they're not making as much money as they need to be, and they probably need to be making like a huge amount of money to, uh, make back all the money that Disney is spending in them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if the accounting, uh, works out. I feel like maybe it's not working out the way they want it to. So that could be a way in which we don't get a next movie. And the other thing is, of course, if like something crazy happens with Johnny Depp and he implodes or something like that, because Lord knows what's going on with him.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it is interesting how it all depends on what the expectations of the stockholders were and, you know, the other people, because you look at something like Batman v Superman making, you know, over, uh, making, almost $900 million and, uh, and yeah, that was conceived as a box office disappointment, which, uh, right. Because they were expecting it to make Avengers money, not you know, when you have Batman and Superman. So it just, it was, a lot of it depends on what the expectations were going into it, I think. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, so yeah, number four was despicable me three with yeah. $251 million and it is, doing much better than that overseas uh it's almost at a billion dollars uh, 949 billion dollars i mean mm-hmm. and so it's pretty pretty interesting and i thought that it was going to do even better uh, yeah. drastically i've had it at number two for the year and it ended up at number four yeah i and had a number three the despicable me i don't know if you heard the Despicable Me franchise, is including Minions, is now the most profitable franchise ever. It, it just surpassed Shrek this summer now. it's has been the most profitable ever, which makes my Toy Story <laughs> heart very sad. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about all of this. <laughs>
1: saying Despicable Me, saying Shrek, I'm having a bit of a <laughs> meltdown over here, but okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, maybe maybe when Toy Story four comes out, it can uh, change that. But I doubt it. But yeah. So it 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 I, it's another movie I gave a C plus to because it actually uh-huh. was a little bit better than I thought it was going to be. I think that it's better than Minions, and I think it's better than Despicable Me two. In my opinion, the villain actually was pretty had some pretty funny stuff and. Uh, I thought that they, the minions themselves actually made me laugh, like twice, and. Okay, twice. That's an achievement for this. <laughs> yes, yes, that's really good. <laughs> they sing, uh, they sing the modern major general from Pirates of Penzance, and that I thought was okay. Funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. So, uh, but it's not, it's not a good movie, but it's, it's just
1: not awful, so. So it is made as much money as the first Despicable Me movie at this point. Okay, but not as much as Despicable Me two, which Minion. was the which is the most successful, and not as much as Minions either. So, um, but as you say, it is doing pretty well internationally. So, how what do we think about the future of this franchise?
0: I I think that well, we know there's they're coming out with a Minions two. Uh, okay. All right. Well, there it goes there it goes. Yeah. So the the world, yeah, because the world likes to be mean to me. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a boss baby two, a minions two, a trolls two, a sing two, secret life oh, of boy. pets too Yeah. So. <laughs> and this movie, you know, I mean, illumination is genius. I, it, it's unbelievable what they're and, uh, able to do, and as here, far as box office.
1: Right, you're talking in the like, evil genius kind yeah. of way, is what <laughs> yeah. I was going to say.
0: Because um, it only cost $80 million to make, uh, and so, I mean, they made almost a billion dollars off of $80 million, so it's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, well, they, they know how to keep the money coming in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I oh. didn't see the movie. Uh, my friend Angela was very kind, and she uh, recapped... I feel like every single minute of the movie for me. So I feel like I can't see it at this point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I definitely, it's not what I would recommend, but I guess it just wasn't like painfully awful. Like minions was for me. So. All right. That's there good. you go. Um, okay. So number three, we had Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, this was $314 million. Wow. And uh, it had international. Uh, it's seven hundred and twenty-five, and this is certainly fine, but it's it's lower than I expected. It's okay. to make a hundred seventy-five million dollar budget. Uh, I I thought that I mean this is the lowest grossing Spider-Man movie. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Oh,
1: okay. Even I Spider- thought it was doing pretty well. I was thinking it was the I was shooting for around three hundred million for this movie. So wait, no, it's not. Amazing Spider-Man Two made two hundred and two. Um, right?
0: Um, That's what I'm looking at. at yeah.
1: the, uh It's certainly the. It made less money than the first three Spider-Man movies. Um, I have Spider-Man. Oh, it might be internationally the least the least successful. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make sense, does it?
0: well maybe I, I that's just what i had heard but no mm-hmm. it looks like amazing spider-man made 709 million dollars uh, that's international right international let's see sorry maybe i misheard that 700 yeah 709 million dollars so okay. never mind sorry <laughs> i was wrong but uh, <clears throat> but anyway uh, being in the mcu <coughs> i thought it would make a little bit more money uh, than that, but it certainly you know it's a lot of money. So
1: yeah, three, uh, hundred million is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so yeah, I what do you what do you think about Spider Man Homecoming? Uh,
1: in terms of the movie itself mm-hmm. or its box office? In terms of the movie itself, just the movie itself. I I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie. Um, there's a couple things that I feel like um. Okay so I get the feeling that they're trying to turn Spider-Man a little bit into like mini Iron Man and that part of it I'm not thrilled about. Yeah. Like the whole thing with the suit and the computer that talks to him. I wasn't a huge fan of that part of it. Um, but I did like all of the high school stuff. I thought Michael Keaton was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was he was a really interesting cool villain especially compared to other Marvel cinematic universe villains Mm -hmm. um, which are pretty boring most of the time i thought that his story was pretty compelling and you know the scene in the car when he confronts peter about it that's a great scene so Mm -hmm. i thought thought it was a pretty good movie it was a good thing
0: yeah i enjoyed it too i think uh, i feel like the hyperbole has been a little strong on it people saying it's the best spider-man movie and it's like a you know that uh but I enjoyed it. It was good. I I I thought that I we were basically on the same page with uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, what I thought. I I don't think that. To me, I, I thought that the Vulture was was good. I enjoyed it. I thought, yeah, the scene of the cars really good. Uh, he's a good villain. I I don't think he's as personally. I don't think he's as good as Loki. Uh, but uh, the summer. Stand. Right.
1: Yeah, but he's like better than everyone else though, <laughs> that we've gotten so far. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. And, uh, yeah, so we will uh, be seeing him next in, uh, in Infinity War, which is gonna, oh, yeah. be, gonna be interesting. Spider-Man uh, goes to yeah. space. Um, <laughs> I, I have one more thing to
1: say about Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. which is remember how, like, a couple of years ago they were talking about, before they rebooted him with the Marvel Universe or whatever, they were talking about an Aunt May movie they were gonna make. Wasn't that just a joke? Uh, well, I took it very seriously, and I really want to see this Aunt May movie because I want Marissa May to be the lead in the movie because we, as a species, I feel like we deserve that, and I feel like she deserves better than she's gotten so far. Hey, I'd so watch
0: it. I'd watch it.
1: <laughs> if someone's listening to me who has the money to make that happen, um, just know I will buy a ticket.
0: Well, I'm really curious to see... What happens with this animated Spider-Man movie next year? Uh, with it's got a great cast. They have uh, Mahershala Ali is going to be yeah, in right. it, uh, os- recent Oscar winner. Yeah, uh, I think who's doing who's doing the Spider-Man voice? Not him, right? No, um, but the story is by Alex Hirsch, who okay. I love. Alex Hirsch, he's the guy who did this show called Gravity Falls, which uh-huh. I. I've been wanting to get you to watch the show for a long, long time because I think you'd love it. I, it's so good. And, uh, it's, he's just the coolest guy ever. So I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. And I hope that it, it's a good movie and I hope it does well. So, uh, anyway, it's Sony. Yeah. It's the only thing that, I don't love, but uh, Sony have they, do they make animated movies?
1: Anything yes. that I might've
0: seen? Yes. They Wait. made, th- they're making three this year. Uh, okay. They, they made uh, Smurfs Lost Village, which I actually liked. Then made the emoji. Oh, movie.
1: emoji movies. them All right. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then this, the star, which looks horrible. Uh, the star? Yeah. It's a- Is
1: that, that's supposed to be like a, like a nativity story sort of thing right yeah the
0: trailer was atrocious okay haven't i haven't seen it trailer. yeah it was really bad uh so yeah they have twerking doves in the trailer so
1: well that just sounds like great uh, quality <laughs> entertainment to me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: Right. So, okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that turns out. It's a Miles, you know, Miles Morales Spider-Man. So it has a whole African-American cast, which I'm curious to see how it turns out. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, they have made good movies in the past, Sony. Uh, a lot of people like the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies. A lot of people... They did the Surf's Up. They've, they have a few good movies. Oh, yeah. So.
1: Cloudy with the Chance of Me was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I like that movie.
0: Yeah. And and they also worked with Ardman to make Arthur Christmas, which is one of my, uh, I think, most underrated animated nice. films. It's really good. Anyway, mm-hmm. so, okay. So then number two was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. This is both of our number ones. Yeah,
1: so this is where we start to eat the crow. Yeah. (laughs) For reals. Because we both thought it was going to be number one. And
0: I... I'm...
1: Yeah. At this point, I need an intervention because it's the third year in a row that I put a Marvel movie at number one and then they don't end up at number one. So I should have (laughs) known... I should have known.
0: Yeah, I mean, you had Wonder Woman at two, though, so you were pretty close.
1: So that's why I'm especially mad, because <laughs> I thought if someone was going to be thrown Guardians of the Galaxy, it would be Wonder Woman, but of course that's not going to happen. You know what I mean? And, yeah. well, yeah. Here, Here we, we go. go. Here we yeah, are. Yeah,
0: $200 million budget, made $62 million, and it had, you know, most people certainly liked it better than I did. Uh, so, yeah, it... it uh, success but yeah we all Mm -hmm. we both thought it would be number one i i I feel like even the people that liked it have already kind of forgotten about it a little bit it's just one of those marvel movies that i feel like uh you know flashes hot at the at the box office but then just kind of loses momentum even i was doing i did a uh a whole summer review with my friend David last week. Mm -hmm. And he's like, when I came out of that movie, I, I was just so excited. I loved it. And I've already kind of forgotten about it It was his sentiment. I sort of think that that's probably kind of true. uh, Well,
1: yeah. As a person who liked this movie quite a bit, I got to say it is true. Yeah. For me as well. Um, Although maybe take it with a grain of salt because that's how I feel about most of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, whether I like them or not, I kinda of forget about them uh pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so there's that. Yeah. Um the movie did better than the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but not by much. Well three hundred
0: and thirty
1: three yeah. to three hundred and eighty nine, at least uh, okay. domestically, right?
0: I think the and, thing is is that nobody thought that it was that the first one was gonna do that much. You know, it was this risk yeah. Risky oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah with this talking raccoon and stuff and, Absolutely. and so, so I think that's maybe why it feels like this one didn't do as well as the first one, but it actually did better, so yeah. that's interesting. well, it made more money, but I don't know if it did better because
1: like you say about the uh expectations and probably the yeah. maybe the budget for the first one was smaller, you know yeah I, um, I'm sure feel so like yeah the yeah, so um. But I think it, they're, they're probably, like, I don't think Disney and Marvel are upset about it. I think no. they, they made money out of it. And, you know, most people like the movie fine. Um, the Gardens of the Galaxy will keep going. The Marvel Cinematic Universe will keep
0: going forever and ever. Yeah, and we get them also. Everybody's in Infinity War. Everybody and their uncle is in Infinity War. So we'll see them again yeah. next year. And uh, it should be interesting. So I was disappointed by it. I I But... It's not like it's awful, but I just didn't think. I gave it a C minus cuz I was disappointed. But anyway, uh so yeah, so number 1 uh was uh-huh. Wonder Woman. Woo-hoo! Of
1: course. Yay! Yes. Uh
0: <laughs> uh 404 million dollars domestic and yeah, so what do you think uh wonder woman how they were able to catch sort of lightning in a bottle what do you think was yeah
1: well i have the feeling that looking at the movies of the summer i was kind of trying to look for what movie it could be that would be like you say the one that captures lightning in a bottle right Mm -hmm. and uh and the only one that came to mind was Wonder Woman just because it was the only one that was big enough and yet felt new enough, like something that we hadn't seen before in order to do that, right? Because most of the big movies were all sequels. We had Guardians, we had Spider-Man, Pirates, Transformers, that sort of thing. That it's all stuff we've seen before. And even though we have seen Wonder Woman in Batman v. Superman, it really did feel like something uh, that was both something that people like superhero movies that they're familiar with. And also something that we hadn't seen before, which is the female superhero aspect of it. Yeah. And Wonder Woman, such a famous character, finally having her own movie and that sort of thing. So it kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. even though it also is very surprising that it did as well as it did in a way.
0: And I think having such great reviews, I think that helped It just sort of, and I, I just think it's, I loved it. It's my favorite mainstream movie of the year. It might be my favorite comic book movie next to the, if you count less the Incredibles counts as a comic book movie. That That's my favorite. But I just love this movie. I thought it was, I know I'm a totally aware of its flaws. I get it, but I have just bonded. I saw it four times because I just bonded emotionally with the character in a way that when you have that kind of emotional bond with the character, you mm-hmm. don't really care about the flaws that much, you know, that you're that, that to me is just so key in a, a movie that you really love. Cause no movie is perfect. And yes. I don't know. I just, I just, the first two times I saw it, I'm not joking. I was bawling my eyes out. Like it just mm-hmm. made me like, I'm an easy cry. I cry pretty easily in a movie, but I, I don't cry like that. I don't cry like I cried. And there was something that was sort of, spiritual for me about it that that this idea of sort of this person kind of coming it was almost like I don't know this 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 person coming to terms with human frailty and mm-hmm. the way that we treat each other I just found that so moving and beautiful and I, I just loved it so much <laughs> it made me yeah. so happy uh and I like I said I saw it four times I I probably maybe we will squeeze in one more viewing because I just I took my niece I took my mom she loved it uh mm-hmm. they both loved it and my two other nieces they went and they loved it and I don't know I just thought it was such a I just loved it I thought it was a great movie <laughs> yeah and all,
1: all that you're saying doesn't only you know, it speaks obviously to how you feel about the movie, but I think it also speaks to the movie's success, right? I feel like that connection and that bond is kind of what uh, has made it such a big hit. And I feel like a lot of people and women especially um, yeah. kind of were sort of starved for this kind of movie. Like, you know what I mean? It really, really connected with them and with good reason. It's a it's a good movie yeah. and uh, it's it kind of, yeah, it kind of brings this sort of empowerment that we've seen in movies lately. I feel like we've had it kind of with Ray in Star Wars, and also mm-hmm. so there's some of that in Mad Max Fury Road, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like this was like a, it was almost explicitly that, right? But because I feel like those movies were kind of sneaking that into the yeah. plot because, and this was like front and center, saying Wonder Woman. You know what I yeah. mean? Woman is in the title. Um, this is what it was. It felt almost like a gift to all yeah. these people. And I think that's what makes it so special it, and so successful.
0: Yeah. It felt that way to me. Plus like there was real emotional stakes that, you know, not to spoiler, you know, spoiler, but like what happens to Steve, like that was, that was emotional to me. That was, uh, mm-hmm. and you don't always get that in superhero movies and it's not always earned like with Superman and bad movie, Superman Uh, that this was something that was emotional, that was earned and they had such great chemistry. And I, I thought it was so cool the be- it was so smart to set it in world war one for a lot of reasons, but it was able to be just its own story. There was no Easter eggs to, to, you know, justice league. There was no, uh, it was just its own thing, and I think that's also what made it kind of special. And and, uh-huh. and so anyway, I'm just so thrilled that it yeah. did so well, and uh, I'm just so thrilled for Patty Jenkins. I think it's a great accomplishment for a woman director, uh, and yes, any director. But she just did a tremendous job, yeah. and I'm really uh, excited for for her future too, to see what she has next. She's coming back for Wonder Woman 2, correct? I think it was finally, you know, solidified. Warner Brothers has to regret not, you know, putting her under contract because, uh, because they, I'm sure pay her a lot more, which is deserved. Yeah. And good for her contract. Yeah. She did a great, Um, great, tremendous job, I think. And so mm -hmm. I'm just so excited. And and you can see in, uh, you know, so they're doing massive reshoots, retooling everything uh, with Justice League. And mm-hmm. I, even in just the, the latest trailer you know, it's definitely a lot of wonder woman. And I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these reshoots are pretty wonder woman heavy. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's no surprise that they brought in Joss Whedon because he is known for female characters. And yeah. uh, so, and it's going to be, I, I very interesting to see how justice league turns out because you've got this weird combination of Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder, uh, that I'm just curious to see how it turns out, but I, I, I'm excited now just because it has just, cause I'll see anything with wonder woman <laughs> at this point. So anyway, it's going to be interesting. Uh-huh. So I uh, agree. Yeah. So, okay. So that was the top 10. So just the international box office, it's pretty similar. I mean, I, I wasn't able to get it for the summer, but this is just for the year. Uh mm-hmm. but one thing that there's a couple interesting things I I to need to talk about. Uh there's this movie uh called Wolf Warrior 2. Have you heard about this? Oh, yes. That's a Chinese movie, right? Yeah. You should go I think it's playing in New York. You should see it just out of curiosity i would but uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's made 773 million dollars
1: yeah so that actually makes it the biggest you know one territory grows other outside of the u.s right so like domestically in china it's not only the most successful movie there but it's one of the most successful movies in one country of all time if that makes sense i don't know how to explain this Probably, but I think you get
0: it. Yeah, yeah. No, it beat Avatar as because what Avatar made in the United States, it's already made more than Avatar, Mm -hmm. and uh, so in crazy in China. So yeah, it's really interesting how the we're becoming not only sort of more reliant on the international box office, but the international box office is now creating its own own property that appeals to. To these specific um. areas and uh, I really loved this year uh, Bahubali too which was a big mm-hmm. hit in India and it's just totally insane crazy like if you saw it and hated it I totally get it because it's just <laughs> completely over the top but I had a, I thought it was so refreshing and fun yeah. and uh, so yeah you're getting these movies that that are uh, made for particular areas that are big successes at the box office. So it's interesting to see how that'll turn out and grow in, in a upcoming years. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting
1: to see if there if it comes to a point where one of these movies breaks through in the United States in a way that, you know, it's been a while since a foreign movie has been actually a, a big hit. I feel like the 90s had a couple of them. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was yeah. obviously huge. But since then, we haven't really had Something of that level. So, yeah.
0: agreed. Uh, yeah, it'll, it will be really interesting uh, to see. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, yeah, the other interesting thing uh, about the international box office this year was, to me, was fate and fate of the Furious, uh, so mm-hmm. the eighth uh, movie in the series. It made two hundred twenty-five million dollars domestic, which is nothing to sneeze at, but it made over a billion dollars overseas.
1: So
0: it's $1.2 billion, uh, which is just very interesting. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, Well, I think that franchise has always been big overseas and yeah, obviously they have a, you know, a very diverse cast and they also have all these like, you know, they go to all these different countries and that sort of thing. So that might be part of it. What appeals You know, what makes it an appealing thing across the globe, let's say.
0: Yeah. So the ones that we got wrong, I... uh, Let's talk about those for just a second. So I had uh, two movies that Uh I put in my top ten that didn't uh, end up. So uh, Baywatch...
1: Ended uh-huh.
0: up being a, a big stinker, and I, I was going off of the rock just because Central Intelligence and San Andreas. And yeah, there was there was
1: yeah there were indications that that could have been a big hit. Um, I think part of it is that I didn't see it, but everything that came out said that it was absolutely horrible. Yeah. so I think that's part of it.
0: I think so too, and yeah, it ended up uh, at. Number seventeen at the box office so pretty pretty bad fifty eight million
1: right I got it fifty eight million mm-hmm. on a sixty nine million budget, so not great, although it did pretty well internationally, I think it made one hundred and eighteen million so yeah. you know the rock uh maybe he um uh, has more success in when he's dubbed in different languages i don't know
0: yeah maybe <laughs> and maybe he shouldn't produce his own content maybe he should leave that to other people cuz uh it doesn't seem like it worked out this time but everybody has their flops so what are you going to do um all right and then my other big miss was the mummy uh-huh. the yeah. mummy
1: yeah which yeah. The Mummy, huh? What, what a thing. Yeah. That happens. It yeah. played in theaters. You wouldn't know it, but it did.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think maybe it could have made a little bit more money if it, if it was also, I mean, it was a bad movie, but also... Did you see it? I did. Okay. Uh, I finally saw it in July. and uh, But also, you know, it's just up against, why would you go see The Mummy if you could see Wonder Woman instead? Like... Yeah, that's nonsensical, and I I just this the mummy ended up being kind of everything that's wrong with blockbusters today. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. a soulless, and uh, it did have some fun action set pieces that were you know Tom Cruise knows how to how to you know be an action yeah, guy, and so those were fun. But the comic relief was awful. The okay. uh, it it just all the all the attempts to create this dark universe was uh, awful and
1: yeah i think that's the uh, also a big part of it is this whole you say this represents everything that's wrong with uh you know blockbuster cinema and that whole yeah. thing of like trying to force a cinematic universe down people's throat is kind of yeah exhausting and these people over at universal they just keep insisting that these monster movies are going to become a franchise god damn it and they just yeah. keep going
0: <laughs> well and it's such a shame because if you're gonna do yeah universal monster movies cinematic universe why not make it like a cool sort of uh, like in the style of sort of the conjuring make it like a real like scary movie you know like those movies yeah were sc- those movies were scary like why? Why make try to make it mission impossible? I, 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 that just didn't make any sense to me, and it wasn't scary yeah. at all. The mummy was not scary at and all.
1: There, there are a couple different ways in which I can see that sort of monster movie universe working, and they definitely decided to go with the most boring option. Yeah, exactly.
0: So yeah, it just feels that in Kong Skull Island. I just, which is also trying to set up a. Uh, Cinematic uh, Universe. I, both just felt so corporate to me. Just very bland and uh, just very underwhelming for both of them. So it's it's disappointing uh, to say the least. So I was wrong on The Mummy. What can I say? So which ones did you get wrong? Did you have any- I
1: got one wrong, which is Alien Covenant yeah. which
0: made
1: $74 million. I thought it was going to Go all the way up to 150,
0: just because people seem to like these alien movies. Um, It's another franchise that I think sort of pushed it one too one too far, or a lot of people didn't like Prometheus, and so I think it it kind of had a stink from that a little bit, or yeah, and I I I didn't see it, so
1: right, and I think they were they were kind of hoping that changing the title to actually say alien was going to help them out Mm -hmm. in that way. But,
0: um, you know, it wasn't a very good movie. Um, a bunch of my friends hated it. My friend, Tony's it's his like least favorite of the year. Like he hated it.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't like it either. It's, it's definitely towards the bottom of what I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know what to say. I thought it was going to make some money um, and it didn't. And I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. I can live my life without seeing another alien movie.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, I feel like it's sort of similar to Terminator. Like they just keep trying to make these, they just can't let go of the franchise and they've only, there was like two good Terminator movies and uh-huh. the rest have been horrible, and there were two good Alien movies. The rest have been pretty, pretty bad. So, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, what are you going to do? People just... That's the place we're at at the moment. People just look for anything that was once successful, and they try to replicate the success.
0: Um, and... Yeah. I don't think we'll be getting another Alien movie for a while at least, do you think? Um...
1: I guess you never know. I Mm. mean, how well did it do overseas? It's made 200 million worldwide, which isn't, it isn't great, I guess. Yeah. We're expecting more than that. So yeah, hopefully we'll get a bit of a rest up. Yeah. Before we get another alien movie.
0: Um, I think so. So anyway, it's interesting. Well, so what, just, now that we talked about the box Mm -hmm. office, just in terms of the summer itself, what would you say was your, uh, the just out of all movies your best your worst your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment okay so, uh, so right so you say best. all movies but are we talking about like sort of big you know studio movies or no, just, anything, say anything, just anything, I said. anything in general okay so yeah. let's see so what's the first question my favorite so what was your favorite of the summer
1: um my favorite movie of the summer was probably a ghost story Mm. Uh, which I think you've seen. And mm-hmm. I think you didn't like it as quite as much as me, but I kind I, of love this movie.
0: Yeah, I gave it yeah. a B, so I gave it a... That's pretty good. Positive yeah. Review. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I just feel like it's such a, you know, you can attest to this. Like, it's such a unique kind of, like, movie of the kind that, you know it can only be made when you have a tiny budget and a big imagination and you have something to say. And a lot of people have problems with it. It's not for everyone. Definitely. It just spoke to me on a very uh, personal level. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I had that connection and it's, Mm -hmm. and it was something to look at. Um, It's basically the story of a couple. um, The guy gets in an accident and he dies. And then um, he comes back as a ghost, but he is, you know, kind of your classical stereotype of a ghost. So he's basically just a person with a bed sheet on and he just kind of stands around and witnesses what happens after yeah. his death. So it's kind of like this sort of metaphysical drama sort of thing mm-hmm. um, about the afterlife and about some other things as well, about relationships and letting go and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, uh, what can you say? I loved it. It was <laughs> a great movie.
0: Cool. Yeah, I appreciated it on kind of a, um, Terrence Malick kind of level. You know, yeah. that I, I'm a Terrence Malick apologizer. I, I, I like his movies. I know that a lot of people hate it, but I, I think his, that he's still making art. And, uh, as, you know, sometimes we forget that, that film is an art. And uh, Mm -hmm. you make art pieces. And so I kind of thought of it sort of reminded me of that kind of experience of going to the movies and seeing art. And I think it was, if it had been any longer, I think it would have uh, tried my patience more. But I I think it was smart to have it be, I think it was 90 90 Mm -hmm.
1: minutes. I think that's a good point because uh, part of what I find a little frustrating with Malik, which I like sometimes and sometimes I I don't, Mm -hmm. is that his movies are seem to be kind of long and a little repetitive and that sort of thing. I feel like a ghost story finds a nice sweet spot into, you know, it. I feel like it kind of gives you something new as it goes along and, and it doesn't repeat mm-hmm. itself. I mean, mm-hmm. a little bit of the structure of the movie is a little bit of repetition, but it is kind of like saying something new when it comes yeah. back around to what it was.
0: So, know? Yeah, so my best of the summer, my favorite movie of the year is this documentary called Step, which I just love. I think it is so inspiring. It's about true heroes, like real-life heroes and, and uh, these girls and, you know getting into college. And it's it's really only incidentally about dancing. It's about these girls and just this community and this school that kind of rallies around them to get them to all to college. And I just loved it. I saw it, but it doesn't really feel like a summer movie to me because I saw it in January. And so I've been championing it all year uh, because I loved it so much. And uh, anyway, I just think, did you get a chance to see it? I haven't yet, but it's playing
1: here. So I I do want to see it.
0: I just love it. It's very, uh, it, It it's it's very inspiring and in my opinion and uh, every time I've seen it, people literally stood up and cheered, which makes me happy. So, uh, yeah. And, but I, as far as movies that I saw for the first time this summer, my favorite is, is Wonder Woman and I just loved it. So, yeah. Uh, um, so, What we already know your worst. (laughs) So we had a whole podcast about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: For those who don't know, it's the war for the planet (laughs) of the apes.
0: Yes. So yeah, my worst is the glass castle. I hated that movie. I thought it was so, uh, just the way that they were trying to sell this horrible human being that belonged in jail, in my opinion, off as this free thinker. And in uh, mm-hmm. he had any right to judge her and how she lived her life as an adult, really made me mad. And I, I just, I thought it was, I literally, I was almost like shaking when I got out. I was so upset. It really touched a nerve with me and made me really angry. And so I hated it. <laughs> so that's so this is so. This is the story
1: of a of a woman who, when she was a child, her parents were these sort of kind of. Uh, living outside the yeah. system hippie sort of people right
0: right movies about? yeah so it's based on this memoir that's a true story about her life and i haven't read the book but mm-hmm. just everything the way because it, it goes back from the, from the memories of her childhood which are horrible to mm-hmm. the uh and and the, every once in a while they mix like him being like looking up at the stars and giving this great advice and stuff. And mm. and then they go up to 1989 and I just felt like the 1989 sections, it was all just her being lectured all the time on how she should be more like her father and she should, how she's a big sellout. And I think if it had just okay. been the memories of her childhood, then that would have been better. Uh, it obviously would still been disturbing, but it wouldn't have felt like, felt this sense of judgment of her as a character, which really bothered right. me. And anyway, I just, I hated it. I thought it was awful. And, uh, and then the other movie that, of course, is awful. Uh, well, I thought The Dark Tower was awful. And mm-hmm. I also, of course, thought The Emoji Movie was awful. <laughs> so. No, right. You've seen a lot of stinkers this summer. <laughs> yeah, it's been sad. Uh, and it's just such a shame with The Dark Tower because the novel's actually really cool. And, and it had a lot of potential with a good cast they they could have done something cool but they didn't so oh well right. uh and so yeah so the um biggest surprise for me has to be Bahubali 2 the conclusion All right <laughs> i just thought this movie this movie is almost 3 hours it's definitely not going to be for everyone it's nuts I, I mean i haven't seen that many uh this is actually technically tollywood but Bollywood slash Hollywood or whatever, uh, films. I haven't seen that many. And so maybe I don't have that big a point of reference, but it was just so refreshing and nuts and crazy. And like one minute you have this like elaborate dance number. And then all of a sudden there's like a battle scene where like people are like Mm -hmm. losing their heads. It's just like, it was so fun. I just had a blast watching it. I loved it. It was a breath of fresh air. And I feel like so many so many blockbusters or big epic movies just feel so stale and hollow and uh lacking any kind of creativity that for me uh it's it's definitely a movie I had never even heard of or thought of, and then I went and saw it because it uh and I saw Bob Bali One first. Thought that was great. And Baahubali One has uh more better songs, the musical numbers are better, although the music mm-hmm. is still really good in two. But uh but it, the two is a little bit easier to follow. It's a little; mm. the plot makes a little more sense. Anyway, I just thought it was really fun. It's still in my top ten, and right. uh, yeah, the um. So anyway, that was my biggest surprise of the of the summer.
1: All right. Yeah. Um. So oh, so I should talk about my biggest surprise of yeah.
0: the summer. Um. Biggest
1: surprise. Let's see. Um. Maybe I will talk about... Do you have a underrated part? I don't know if I have a surprise, but I have a couple of okay. movies that I feel like are a little underrated. Okay, sure. Um, yeah. So how about... Oh, how about this movie Ingrid Goes West, which is a movie that I just saw the mm-hmm. other day. I think it came out in July, or it just came out, I think, in August. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. it's a movie... Uh, it played at Sundance, it stars Aubrey Plaza as, as this sort of, um, I guess she's this kind of mentally ill person who is also a stalker. So she's a cyber stalker actually. And she, um, finds this, uh, woman on Instagram who has a lot of followers and lives in California and has all these pictures of her life and whatever. And so she becomes obsessed with this woman. So she moves to California and she tries to become friends with this woman and follows her around and that sort of thing. So it's kind of, uh, so a lot of, it's kind of about how, uh, you know, social media is kind of like invading our lives and changing them and that sort of thing and how we've changed and the kind of like a sickness sort of thing. But that part of it is not quite as interesting to me as the, I think the movie has a lot to say about how we as a society, I guess, or just in general are kind of like not really equipped to deal with a person who has mental issues mm. uh, being around us, right? Because this Ingrid character Um, She's obviously doing things that are creepy and wrong, but she is, uh, she's mentally ill. So she needs help. And, and you know what I mean? So it's kind of like this weird um, tension there that I think it's very interesting of how most people just don't just keep going with it. And, and, and she just, uh, you know, keeps going with all this whole stalker thing without really getting the help that she needs. And, I don't know, there was a lot of truth to at least the limited experience that I have with mm-hmm. with people like that, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. it rang very true to me and it's something that I have thought about in the past of like how, you know, it's kind of uh, hard and a lot of people don't really know how to react when they encounter a person mm-hmm. like this.
0: that's a theme that I I definitely resonate with so I'm I'm definitely going to see it Um, it's uh, yeah and it's also it's a dark
1: comedy I didn't say that but it's not like a I mean there's some heavy stuff in it but it's also I thought really funny and Mm. it's kind of like this satire of you know the kind of like this cool LA people who post in Instagram and go to Coachella and that sort of thing Mm. so it's yeah, yeah so there's a lot of humor in that if you want to get that sort of thing if you're on instagram and social media you will have a good time i think
0: yeah well for me for underrated i i think the valerian uh in the city of thousand planets i i get people's criticisms but for whatever reason they didn't bother me like i don't know i Mm -hmm. i didn't think like the acting wasn't great but i didn't think it was like distractingly bad uh i i didn't think I mean, I, people are like, "Oh, it was really convoluted." And I'm like, "Really? It was just basically two detectives that were like looking for clues, you know, and looking for stuff." And mm-hmm. I actually liked the Rihanna part. I thought that was emotional and good. I liked it, and I like it was the so part too. New, and I saw things I'd never seen before, and I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, and I think people are being dumb. Because I think people are conflating the fact that the movie didn't do well with audiences and at the box office with the quality of the movie a little bit. And I get it that the movie is different from what we usually get. And that's probably why it didn't make that much money. But that's Mm -hmm. part of what makes it so special. Like We are talking all the time about how we want movies to be different and to be feel original and feel like something else. And then we finally get a movie like that and nobody goes to see it and then everyone who is supposed to champion it is just like you know uh
0: being negative about it yeah um
1: i i just mean, thought... I,
0: I don't go to a, a movie like that for like great acting i mean i i love star wars but it's not like star wars has the greatest acting in the world. Let's be honest here. Yeah, the original Star Wars has horrible acting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like there's a couple good performances in it, but you know, yeah. Peter Cushing yeah. and Alec Guinness and
0: then everyone else <laughs> kind of sucks. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it yeah. was, I think critics were too tough on it and I think uh, it's just a shame. I, yeah. I, I think
1: the was- only, the only criticism I will accept of that movie is that Dane DeHaan is not good. I will, yeah. I will give them that, because he feels to me like he's miscast, and he's, yeah, he just doesn't sell the whole sort of playboy, pirate, detective sort of thing that he's got going on.
0: Yeah, I heard somebody say they should have swapped casts and had the Passengers cast as the Valerian cast. I'm like, that would have been the most brilliant idea ever, have... Uh, cr- Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> that would have been sick. Uh, Yeah, maybe. I don't
1: know. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of those two people, but like oh, really? they could have made it work, I guess. I mean, definitely he probably would have done a better job that Dane the Hunt. It's and it's yeah. not that Dane DeHaan is a bad actor. It's just that this is not the role for him, you know?
0: Yeah. I think he could have sold it more. So yeah, I also thought personally, I thought that 47 meters down was underrated. I I thought it was a if you just want to go to a silly engaging Mm -hmm. blockbuster to me this was the one to see i thought it was i saw it twice i I had a really both times i just left with a smile on my face i have been really entertained and and like people are like oh the acting wasn't very good or the the and i'm like i don't go to a shark movie for like great acting i go for like i thought you know tension and and sharks and uh i liked it i thought they actually did some cool things with the lighting and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun time at the theater. So, oh, well,
1: right.
0: there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that's some of my underrated. I, mm-hmm. I mean, overrated for me, I I think Guardians is overrated, uh, obviously. Okay. Um, that would be my most overrated, hmm. I think. Uh, I, I also, guess, yeah, well, I guess that counts as overrated. I, although I feel like,
1: I mean, I guess some people liked it a lot, but I don't feel like anyone's really raving about it, right?
0: When it first came, but that's it's tempered very quickly. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you're, yeah right. you're right. I also, you know, I I I really thought Baby Driver was cool. I gave it a positive review. But I, I do think people that are like, it's this masterpiece, and it's the greatest thing ever. I mm-hmm. probably was a little strong on it, in my opinion, but I enjoyed yeah. it.
1: That would probably be my pick for, for overrated is just because – it, yeah, because people are going a little crazy over it, and I enjoyed it as well. But the more I think about it, and you know, uh, it's kind of there are more flaws and things that I mm-hmm. look back on, and I'm not a huge fan of. So yeah. I think, yeah, um, it was alright. Um, but yeah, people are yeah a lot of people think it's a masterpiece, best movie of the year, and whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't agree with that. Yeah. Um it's an okay movie. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other one that I loved from the summer, uh, is, was the big sick. That's my third favorite movie of the year. Um, that was just such a delight. I thought that was great. So that would be another one I throw out there as a, as a great movie from the okay. summer. And I will throw out a movie that,
1: uh, opened in New York a couple of weeks ago. And I think it's opening wider this week, which is called good time with Robert Patterson Pattinson. Mm. Mm-hmm. and it's uh it's directed by these guys the safety brothers who are some young-ish new york independent filmmakers and they're making this movie about this basically this guy who has to gets into a lot of trouble trying to get his uh, brother out of prison and you know he's kind of a hustler and tries to figure things out it's a very tense movie it's a very uh kind of uh, propulsive movie I guess it all happens very fast and it's very tense and he just goes from one place to another trying to make this thing work and it's a really really well-made movie it's a great time it's one of the best movies I've seen this year it has a lot to say I think about sort of masculinity and like male and white privilege in a way but you know it's not really it doesn't hit you over the head about it it's just kind of in the background if you read into it like at first glance, this is just a really good movie, really well-made movie about a guy who's trying to get something done and just won't stop until he gets it. So, mm. yeah, I would definitely recommend it.
0: Cool. That sounds really good. I, I Another uh, – this will be my last, my last one. The other one that I just saw uh, one that I really enjoyed is Brigsby Bear. Uh, if, oh, yeah. uh, it, it was it was It's kind of cool because it was all filmed, like, literally in my neighborhood. Like – I recognize pretty much everywhere that the whole movie is in, and uh, like the the final uh like ten minutes is all in this movie theater that I go to all the time, and it was just that was sort of fun on that level but uh mm-hmm. beyond that, it was actually a good movie and i think you i think you'd like it i don't know sometimes you're unpredictable yeah. with your taste but, um, um i'd like I, to i'm definitely interested in it yeah it it it's a movie that uh has It's definitely, I would say dark comedy, but it's, it's a movie about how the, something creative can kind of, and the creative power of particularly movie making and, Mm -hmm. uh, and making your own films and stuff like that can have this sort of saving sort of power in your life and help you get through horrible things and help you connect with other people. And, and I, I thought it was a sweet, sweet little film. So, okay. Yeah, and I I also loved an anime film called The Silent Voice. Uh, it's a little too long. That's that's its main thing, uh, the downside to it. But uh, I thought that it was a beautiful, interesting take uh, on the bully narrative, and mm-hmm. uh, I think okay. it's worth checking out if you if you can. So the, that's sort of my my summer, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Would you say that this summer? Was better at the cinema or last summer, in your opinion? Um, I'm thinking probably this summer. Last summer was pretty bad, right, yeah. if I remember correctly.
1: I mean, there's a couple, especially for, like, big releases. Last summer, what did we even have? I'm trying to look at the thing. Well, there, well, there was a like Jason Bourne that was I
0: terrible. Dirty, Finding Dory. Suicide Squad. Take Life of
1: Pets. Suicide Squad. X-Men Apocalypse. Ugh ghostbusters yeah. the angry birds movie <laughs> and, yeah so it was pretty bad last year um last year of course has pete's dragon which is great yeah, that was great um the shallows talking about shark movies yeah, was i love
0: that that was fun
1: um yeah so we had a couple good things uh, we had a couple of good uh smaller more independent type releases last year rather we had love and friendship came out in the summer yeah. which is great yeah,
0: that was really good. The only, the only blockbuster that I remember really, I liked Finding Dory more than you did, but, but, uh, the only blockbuster that I really thought was outstanding, I, I liked Civil War more than you did also, but mm-hmm. I thought Star Trek Beyond was really good last year. I really enjoyed that. But, yeah. uh, as far as blockbuster entertainment, but, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, very to. disappointing, very disappointing last uh, year yeah okay. and this year i guess
1: we have some good stuff well we have wonder woman for starters we have dunkirk spider-man, Spider-Man guardians of the galaxy which i liked um girls strip which i also yeah. like baby driver like we said not great but it was a good time yeah um yeah yeah I think and I, this was I, a better a better summer for me yeah, at the movies
0: i think so all right. Well, cool. Well, thanks so much for your, for joining. This was fun to talk about the box office and uh, yeah. we'll have to maybe uh, get together for maybe the fall or, or winter season and talk sure. about, uh, talk about that. So we got some fun stuff coming up, I I'm the most excited for the greatest showman and, okay. uh, and for of course, the last Jedi. And I'm also looking forward to Thor Ragnarok mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, of Taika Waititi. So there's, wow. there's a lot of fun stuff. So yeah. So where can people find you? People can find me uh, on Twitter if
1: you look for Conrado Falco or on my blog, which is CocoHitsNY.wordpress.com. That stands for Coco Hits New York. And there you can read some of my reviews. You can read a review of Good Time, which I talked about a couple of minutes ago. You can read a review of Logan Lucky, which is also a very good movie. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also read my special article, Taylor Swift's biggest songs ranked by their bridges, (laughs) which, uh, yeah. And she's apparently she's releasing some new music this Friday. So why don't, why not prepare for the comeback of Taylor Swift by reading Mm. what I have to say about her (laughs) songs?
0: Yeah, that, that's a really fun, I really enjoyed that post you did. Uh, yeah. So you can find me at LDS girl on all social media and, uh, this week, tomorrow, actually, we're doing, me and my friend Christine are doing our latest episode of Chicks on Flicks. And we are going to be talking about Bridge Over the River Kwai. So that should be fun uh, tomorrow. And uh, it should be an interesting discussion that we'll have. And, yeah, so uh, some things to look forward to. I This week for Family Movie Night, uh, we talked about The Iron Giant, which is uh, a classic so the the there's a lot of fun stuff on the channel so thanks so much again for uh, for joining me this was fun thank you for having me it's always a pleasure